Welcome to the Ortho Eval Pal podcast, where we can help you build confidence with your orthopedic evaluation and management skills. We hope you enjoy the show. And now, for your host, Paul Marquis. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 217 of the Ortho Eval Pal podcast. I'm your host, Paul Marquis. Today, we're going to be talking about the Kliger's test. We'll go over how to perform this test, what a positive test means, how to manage the patient after you find that they have a positive test, and why it's so important to do this test and so much more. But if you don't mind holding for a moment, we're going to hear a word from our sponsors. At MedCorp Professionals, we offer mobility aids, bracing and supports, compression garments, post-mastectomy care, and much more. Your health and well-being are important to us. Your recovery is our priority. Our certified team will guide you to the right products based on your medical needs, recent procedures, or mobility restrictions. Visit us on Route 1 in Scarborough or at MedCorpPro.com. We are Mark and Kelly Hassett, owners of MedCorp. And we keep you moving forward. This episode is sponsored by MedBridge. Harnessing the power of technology to help you advance your career and improve patient outcomes, MedBridge delivers over 2,000 evidence-based CE courses and more than 7,000 specialized patient exercises available whenever you need them from wherever you are. MedBridge goes beyond CEUs. They're leading the space. From interactive webinars led by top industry leaders to the first-ever HEP patient mobile app, MedBridge has taken learning to the next level for over 200,000 PTs, OTs, ATs, SLPs, and nurses, and those they serve. For a limited time, use promo code OEP to receive $175 off your annual subscription. Welcome back, everyone. So we're getting close to the holiday season here, and uh, I'm sure things are getting busy. I hope everybody's having a great time and in the holiday spirit. Um, So today I was reminiscing about my first video that I ever did on YouTube and when I first became a quote-unquote YouTuber. And that first video was about a co-worker of mine who had injured his ankle and had a high ankle sprain. And that video was done in November of 2012, nine years ago. I look back at it and it was so raw. Like bad lighting, no mic, old camera, but you know, I did with what I had and uh, you know, you got to get started somewhere, right? And uh, I just kind of jumped into it and uh, things just started to get easier and better from that point on and uh, we still have a lot of content coming out on our YouTube channel. And then I was thinking about the Kliger's test and we had never really discussed it in detail, so I thought that would make for a great podcast today. So, Let's get started with why we do this test, okay? Um, We want to do it to help identify a distal tib-fib syndesmotic sprain and or involvement of the deltoid ligament on the medial side of the ankle. Usually this happens with some sort of a really forced external rotation or eversion of the foot. Um, It can be turned out. Uh, Usually the the way that it happened with the gentleman that I did my first video was he was uh, playing hockey caught his edge of his skate in the ice and his body continued to turn while his ankle stayed uh, in one position and just had this kind of a splaying of the syndesmosis and it causes quite a bit of severe discomfort. And so how do we do this test? Now I'm going to have two videos lined up in the links of the show notes today so that you can see this first video that I did with the patient who had an actual high ankle sprain and also a a video on how to perform the Kliger's test. So you can take a look at that uh, once you're done listening to today's podcast. But the patient will sit on a table 
with their, uh, you know, basically sitting upright and the legs hanging off the edge of the table. You're going to use one hand to stabilize the lower leg, but you're not going to squeeze the tibia and fibula really hard. You're just stabilizing that lower leg. With your other hand, you're going to reach underneath the foot, okay? You're going to place the ankle in neutral position, and then you're going to evert that foot a little bit, and you're going to give it a little bit of stress. And if the patient reports some medial ankle discomfort, that could indicate a deltoid ligament sprain. And then what you do is you start back from neutral. You take the foot and ankle, bring it up into the dorsiflex position, so you're locking the ankle mortise a little bit more, and then you do that test again. And if they're having more pain in the distal tib-fib region, that could be an indicator of a syndesmotic injury, where that um, you know that syndesmosis is just it's spread out, and um, you know that ligament cannot hold that tibia and fibula together very well. So you want to follow that up with some palpation up and down that area. We most commonly go to, you know, the ATF ligament region or that lateral sinus tarsi, but make sure you go up the leg between the tibia and the fibula. It's so important to remember that when you are doing this test, it helps to identify a high ankle sprain. And there's a reason why we need to be a little bit more concerned about these than your typical ankle sprain. And we shouldn't just walk these off like everybody says. Okay. Um, So, We know that there's a high incidence of chronic ankle instability of the ankle if you just leave these alone. There's also been an incidence of high calcification in the ankle if you leave these and don't take care of them. Now, the other issue that that we see is a a real high incidence of post-traumatic arthritis in the ankle if these are left unmanaged. And they can cause a lot of instability in the future and just really be disabling for a lot of folks. Now... Don't forget to review the Ottawa Ankle Rules, which we are going to be going through on our next episode. So I was just thinking about that. Uh, we've never really talked about the Ottawa Ankle Rules. I love doing, following those when I see an ankle sprain or an ankle injury, only because it really helps to give me some direction on if I should have this patient go get an x-ray or not or have them see an orthopedist, uh, especially uh, since we see so many people kind of uh, off the street or, uh, you know, they're referred to us for ankle pain and uh, we may be their their first uh, person to evaluate them. So a great little test to know if you are a uh, primary care provider, if you're a physical therapist, athletic trainer, really should understand the auto ankle rules. We'll be going that over that in the next episode. Um, you want to make sure you assess the rest of the foot and ankle and the lower leg. Okay, You want to make sure they don't have a mazanus fracture, which is a fracture of the fibula, often caused by a rotational type of component to the lower leg. And I have seen people who have sprained their ankles and um, have had fractures of the proximal fibula because of that rotatory force. Okay, so oftentimes people are just x-rayed from the mid-tibial and fibular region down where the whole lower leg from the knee down should be x-rayed, especially after a fairly severe uh, ankle sprain. And I've also found an ACL tear in a patient who had sprained their ankle one time. They came in for the diagnosis of ankle sprain, and uh, they're like, my knee's been bugging me a little bit ever since this also. So I took a look at them, and they had a positive Lachman test, and had torn their ACL uh, with all that rotation and the the planting involved. So make sure you uh, take that into consideration. If you notice that the patient has 
a globalized effusion in the ankle. So the swelling is not just to one location or just to the ATF area or sinus tarsi, but throughout the ankle. Um, you need to be uh, suspicious, too, that they could have some sort of an intra-articular uh, lesion in the ankle. So that can be an issue. Now, when I have somebody who comes in with a positive Kleiger's, I always refer to an orthopedic surgeon. Always. Because they'll need an x-ray. Uh, they need that stressed, and sometimes an MRI is indicated, and the MRI is really the best test to do for a high ankle sprain to identify, you know, if there's a tear of those um, tibiofibular ligaments distally, and if there's any other sort of intraarticular lesion or even a fracture. And uh, sometimes, you know, oftentimes they will send them right back to physical therapy and get them started on a program. But if there is uh, some question of a syndesmotic sprain, then, you know, they're probably going to be casted and or placed into a walker boot, which I really like. You can still be weight, non-weight bearing or weight bearing with the walker boot, and they can be very helpful. And if they're severe enough, then they have to undergo surgery. But oftentimes we can manage them conservatively and they'll do well as long as they are rested sufficiently and uh, treated not just like any other ankle sprain. Um, so I hope you enjoyed today's show, folks. Uh, just to fine-tune a little bit more, another special test. We'll do several of these as we move forward. Again, we're going to be talking about the Ottawa ankle rules and next time you listen. And uh, thanks again you know, for listening to the Ortho Evalpal podcast. I really appreciate your time. Be sure to check us out on YouTube and Instagram. Send me your questions for the show. And um, I hope you all have yourselves a great day. Be good to each other and take care. We hope you've enjoyed the show. For some more awesome content, go to orthoevalpal.com. Can't wait to see you there.